0: Use your symbolic working tools to smooth out the rough edges of your animal nature and reveal the perfect ashlar deep inside of you.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Perfect Ashler Podcast. I'm Chris Galloway, past master of Valley High Lodge 1407 in San Antonio, Texas, and current sitting secretary. Hello, John Hudson, Valley High 1407, San
0: Antonio, Texas, and currently junior deacon.
1: First, let's start with a little disclaimer. Obviously, everything we talk about on this podcast are our opinions and ours alone, and they're not the opinions of any Grand Lodge statement or position. We are recording this on Martin Luther King's birthday. So shout out to Martin Luther King and all he did. And although he was not a Mason, but I understand there's some evidence that he was going to become a Mason not too long after his return from the trip where he was unfortunately assassinated. So Although he was not officially a brother, I know that he had a lot of the tenets of Freemasonry that he believed and he really was a good example for a lot of people. Thank you,
0: brother. And he's with us in spirit, especially today as we talk about this topic about improving, you know, our lives through the symbol of Freemasonry.
1: Yeah. So we have another book, full disclaimer. I have not read this book, but you have. And so I'm gonna allow you to go ahead and lead the discussion today.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I wanted us to discuss this book because this is a everyday carry for me, this book. I keep it in my work bag. I've had it for about two years now and w- wanted to share it with not only the brothers that are listening to the podcast, but also you, brother, and uh, that way this can bring some enlightenment into your into your life. So today we're going to be talking about the book, Know Thyself using the symbols of Freemasonry to improve your life. And this is by Michael Diabello. He is a best-selling author, award-winning feature writer, and an international television sports broadcaster. Known as The Voice, he has commentated sports events in more than 20 countries, including the 2008 Olympic Games in Beijing. He is the host of The Voice versus interview show, on US Television Network, where his guests have included Steven Seagull, Sugar Ray Leonard, Hulk Hogan, George Foreman, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Dana White. His feature writing has appeared in more than 50 publications worldwide. Michael was initiated into Freemasonry in 2009 and raised to Master Mason in 2010 in Deep Ball Ballwind Lodge, number 275, in Melbourne, Australia. In 2011, Michael relocated to Las Vegas for his television career. There he became a 32nd degree Mason of the ancient and accepted Scottish Rite and a member of the Royal Arch, cryptic council of the Knights Templar of the York Rite of Freemasonry. Michael is the worshipful master of Daylight Lodge, number 44 in Las Vegas, Nevada. He also holds a certificate of Masonic education from the Victorian Lodge under the United Grand Lodge of Victoria, Australia. So this was first published in 2016. So he's
1: maybe a past master at this point. Yeah, it sounds pretty amazing. I looked at the synopsis and just you know hadn't picked up the book yet because I've got so many books in my backlog that I'm trying to catch up on as well finishing authoring my book, which we'll talk about on another episode. What drew you to this book?
0: What drew me was really the title, you know, using the symbols of Freemasonry to improve your life. And once we go through, I'd like to read off the chapters of the book and I'll show you how he laid this out, but I've been a a master Mason now for a little over two years and, and those symbols, you know, every single symbol in Freemasonry, really uh, spending time to reflect on those symbols and, and have some, some guidance when it comes to life application to those symbols, that's exactly what Brother Schiavello did in this book. And that's why I keep it in my, in my work bag. Uh, it's been all over the country with me, and uh, I pull it out and I'm able to turn to a certain working tool, maybe thinking about, such as a 24-inch gauge that's one that I constantly turn to uh, to look at life applications so yeah uh, that's what drew me to it and uh, so let me get into the contents kind of the meat of the book I'm just gonna yeah, read, let's do it read out some of the chapters right here just in the meat of it ancient teachers and philosophers isn't it all secret how symbolism works really breaks it down if you're if you're wondering especially of our new brothers, The divine spark. You're a real G. I love that. (laughs) And then we get into our symbolism here. So unleashed. The cable toe. Real men wear aprons. It's your time. The 24-inch gauge. Keep chipping away. The common gavel. What's the point? The point within a circle. The bouncer at the door of your mind. It's a Tyler. All abuzz. The Beehive, The Only Way Is Up, The Winding Staircase, Black and White, The Masonic Pavement, Shh. Silence and Secrecy, The Universe's Google, The Pencil, From Darkness, Light, To See or Not to See, it's The All-Seeing Eye, No Bones About It, Skull and Crossbones, very applicable to our podcast, brother, is Love Rocks the Ashters. (laughs) Love it. And putting it all into practice. So internalizing the external. So that's really the meat of the book there. And
1: uh, yeah, so it sounds like there's a whole lot of content. How many pages is the book? 173. Oh, that's a good, that's a good sized book. Interested to know, what is the author's approach to, to each of those working tools? Does, does he explain the, the definition or the working term that we know of from Freemasonry and then kind of go into how he applied it to his life or kind of just applied to what everybody may be thinking about those working tools and interpretation of that?
0: Yeah, he really touches on. Um, you have a little bit of both. So you have the history of that working tool, and then and then more of an interpretation of that, right? Because these working tools, you may have a an understanding about it right off the bat, uh, but once you reflect, maybe that working tool is something you didn't even know that it it meant, where was applicable to your to your life and to others' life. So you really see that in this book. I'll share with you that after each symbol after he explains each symbol, there's a life application. And then there is a ask yourself section. So the ask yourself section is going to be that reflective time, you know, to give an example, brother, let's see the Tyler. Tyler, this chapter is called the bouncer at the door of your mind. So it's thinking about the Tyler in a sense of that Tyler is guarding anyone out from that lodge, right? Well, this, is, this idea is having a Tyler in your mind where he's guarding out bad thoughts and he's guarding out bad things. And, and you're really in your mind, you see a Tyler in your, in your mind. So let's look at one question. What was the first thought I had upon waking? Let's spend a couple of minutes. Let's think about that. And what was the first negative thought to enter your mind today? Right. So it's really getting that reflective time each and every day and you can pick a different symbol.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I think that it makes it more of just a kind of an informative book. It's, it's a practical application book. You, you said something earlier that kind of stuck out to me was you know, with the working tools without any formal instruction on them outside of the lecture, because when you go through a degree, to me, I almost feel like I pick something else up every time I see a, a degree or a lecture. But my degree and lecture, I barely remember. I mean, I remember the feeling. I couldn't tell you what, was being said to me while I was watching the slideshows go through because you know you're, you're so overwhelmed with emotion you're overwhelmed with those type of things so having a book like this I think really helps and I think that a lot of brothers we always hear the the phrase you get out of masonry what you put into it what what does freemasonry mean to you because I think we internalize it for our own lives so I, I like that the fact that this book kind of leads a brother through that process.
0: As you were saying that brother I was thinking about countering that with, or thinking about like your your wedding day, you know, and, and, and so many things are going on. Everybody's there. There's so much emotion. There's so much things happening. But as far as like the, the bride and groom, it's a blur. (laughs) Yeah, it it really
1: is. That's right
0: and 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 because there's so many things happening at that time and uh, I bring that up cuz my wife and I were just speaking about that but yeah I mean you you're right on I mean anything that we can bring to our brothers during these you know podcasts as a supporting tool or as a supporting document uh, supporting just a reflection point we'll continue to do that so that's why I highly recommend it you know I highly recommend this book any of our brothers I've noticed that it has sold out a few times uh, when I bought it there. I right now I see like there's one seller that has about eight copies of these left, but we'll make sure and include the, uh, the link to Amazon
1: uh, in the. Absolutely. I feel like that you nailed the wedding interpretation. Perfect. Because um, I made the comment to my wife when we were getting married, that the wedding wasn't for us. The ceremony was right. The reception right? That's not for us. That's for everybody else. And I've participated in during the Master Mason's degree. And I'm thinking about the second um, part of that degree, the dramatization, and the candidates blindfolded the entire time. I feel like that that is for us, not for the candidate, because the candidate's missing it. And how many times do we tell candidates after they've gone through a degree, whether it's the first, second or third, you need to see someone else go through it so you understand what you went through. Well, if it was for them, you think they would truly understand it, right? I almost feel like, and I could be misinterpreting this completely, but I've sat there and thought that to myself before, that this isn't for the candidate at all because they're blindfolded the entire time and they're missing their own degree. But us, I'm learning something because I'm gaining something else or I'm being reminded of something that I'm seeing. So I almost wonder if it's really for them at all, outside of reciting the obligation, everything else seems to be for us. I don't know what you think about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's so much light that you said, and let's unpack that a little bit, right? I think it's a little of both, you know, I think the, the preparation that a lodge does to make sure that a candidate has an exceptional ceremony is key because it being fairly, you know, like I said, two years, two and a half years into being a master mason, the second degree is definitely the one that's the most blurry to me. And the third degree though, when you get into the second section, I remember maybe because of the drama. Right. And and some of that. So I remember pretty well, but our lodge took due diligence and care to be able to have, and to make it very special, you know, and to make sure that that was very memorable. Now on the flip side of that, though, I think you nailed something there is it wasn't until I saw my second EA. Okay. Degree that I really kind of understood, you know, and really kind of got it. And also I'll take it even further and say, I was able to see one, the next one I was able to participate in one. And, there you I, go. Yeah. and I remember specifically asked play a certain role in that degree, because that was one of that stuck out to me in my own degree. So to, to see different degrees in action after we've actually been through
1: it. You talked about carrying this book with you at work, and I know you travel for work, so you probably have a lot of time on airplanes and things like that, um, in a non-COVID year, obviously, or in your hotel room to, to really reflect and read. Have you gone through some trials in your life, whether it be work or personal, where you've pulled out this book and it's helped you? I
0: have. I have, uh, specifically around the Tyler I think the idea of viewing, having that Tyler in your mind, that especially as being a, you know, for my work traveling all across the country, you know, I think I, I'm very in tune and aware of my thoughts and, and how that translates into actions, you know, and this really helps me have that reflection point. A 24 inch gauge, I mean, that's one as not only being a you know traveling for work and having to manage that time that way and leading a team, but also having two small kids and a wife at home, right? And, and, sure. and this book has helped me ensure that I don't put masonry on the, on the back burner when I should be leaning into it, right? I should be leaning into it. If I'm feeling like things are off balance,
1: it's like, let me go ahead and, and, and have a reset.
0: And this book has really helped me do that.
1: Disclaimer, I haven't read the book. But when you start talking about the Tyler in your mind, my mind went to a different place. And I don't know if he covered this or not. But I was thinking about a closely guarded Tyler in my mind preventing me from having an open mind. Uh, Do Do I sit there and... Am I not open to certain things in my work environment, which may close off innovation, may close off collaboration, those type of things. So I, I feel like that sometimes the the Tyler could be, you know, too guarded, right?
0: You gotta check your Tyler, right? Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Maybe that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <is.
1: laughs> I, I
0: like that. I didn't that's another interpret. And that's what I mean, that's why we we love masonry so much. There's so many different interpretations in us you know, talking, uh, talking about the way that we, you know, view this certain thing. Cause that Tyler in your mind could be so guarded that you are closed minded. So you need to check that Tyler a little bit. I, I like that. I like that.
1: Yeah. For the sake of the fact that this is the perfect Ashler podcast, what does the author say about the rough Ashler and perfect Ashler?
0: Let's just read the first paragraph here and then I'm going to go into some of the life applications, right? Every Masonic lodge room features a representation of two blocks of stone. One is a hunk of rough stone, unshaped and jagged edged, as if taken straight from a quarry or broken off the side of a mountain. The other is a refined stone shaped into a perfect cube. These two stones are known as a rough ashlar and perfect ashler and are two representations of the same stone. Let's get into life application. I love this. I'm gonna read this whole beginning of the life application here. We are souls inhabiting human form and as such are subject to the flaws of being human. Inside each of us is a divine spark. By the way, that's the energy that he talks about, (laughs) which is a perfect part of ourselves. It is the unblemished, eternal, pure love. The divine spark is the godlike part of us. To connect with your divine spark is to connect to the source, the universe, the center, to God, the Holy Spirit, the life force. The divine spark is your perfect ashlar your most beautiful self, your ultimate you. However, this perfect ashlar is hidden inside our flesh and bones symbolically inside of our material nature, our crudest self. Use your symbolic working tools to smooth out the rough edges of your animal nature and reveal the perfect ashlar deep inside of you. Your perfect ashlar is deemed a perfect cube through measurement performed by a square. That is a perfect right angle, the joining of a horizontal and vertical. We are born on the horizontal, which is our material makeup. We must attain the vertical, that is. We must become upright of our own doing. Only when we raise our vertical can it join with our horizontal and form a right angle. The symbolic idea here is that the vertical side represents one aspect, the horizontal side Another aspect and the hypotenuse is offspring of the combined sides. The combination of one and the other produces a new form of being altogether. When we combine our body with our mind, we enrich our soul and become more enlightened, being as a result of living an upright life how can you live an upright life? Here are a few tips to get started. So I'll stop. I think that's that's enough right there, right? Is, yeah, I think so. Stuff. And that'll go into uh, really a life application. And then it'll go into an ask yourself. So with the, I'll read some of these ask yourselves just because of, uh, you know, we are the perfect astro podcast. Ask yourself, if love became the national currency, how wealthy would I be? When was the last time I said I love you to myself? What is worth smiling about right now? Am I committed to pleasing others at the sacrifice of myself? Did my actions today adhere to the golden rule? What do I like in life and what do I love in life? How can I turn my likes into my loves? What makes me come alive? What really sets me on fire? And I think the most important is do I practice what I preach?
1: Yeah. I I love all that. The perfect Ashler, the common gavel, two of my favorite working tools that I feel a connection to. And I think that's the important piece is, is you have to, you have to all the working tools, but you're going to be drawn to something that you have a connection to. And that's the one that, you know, really you hold to every day and, I, I do a lot of research outside of Freemasonry on like the law of attraction, the goal, those type of things. You get what you put out, you reap what you sow, those type of things. And I feel that all applies right there. Um, you mentioned the energy force inside and how important it is and, and everything you, you read on those topics, it talks about the very same thing. That you have to put out what you want, put out good, be, uh, show gratitude. And most recently, I, I listened to a video that was on YouTube on the very same topic. And the speaker talked about showing appreciation and, and being thankful to the three you's mm. your past you. You have to forgive the old you. You have to thank the old you for getting, you wouldn't be where you are today without the old you. The present you, because what you do today will definitely have an impact on you in the future and then the future you. So the the past, the present you, the future you. And by showing thankfulness to all three of those people, beings, energies, you will receive in your life things that will reflect what your, your imagination is for your future and your success, which and people think, well... You know, that's being selfish. Yeah, but your success impacts other people. Right. Right. So if I want to be unselfish and I'm using quotation marks here, unselfish and think about my family first and be or be a servant leader at work, my success at work, my promotions, those type of things, making money from business, whatever it might be, will in turn impact my family in a positive way. So that is me being selfish. Um, It also gives me an opportunity to give more to charity, whether it be time or money. And then the last thing is, is that when I was talking about work, and I've thought about this recently, is I can be a leader at work and and I impact people. I do that every day. I work in education. But my ultimate goal is to be a superintendent of a school district. As the superintendent of a school district, I can have more of an impact on leadership because I now drive the ship, so to speak. I direct where we go as an organization, um, and I lead by following others, right? And so, my, my reach is greater, but that means I have to be quote-unquote selfish in the sense on how how I get there, right? And so, I'm not sacrificing my family or time or anything like that, but I have to be thankful for myself, and I have to be grateful to myself because that will drive me to do better. So, I know I got off track a little bit there, but
0: no, this is great because, you know, you got me thinking about what we talked about before we even started this podcast, brother. And that's, there's a point of like that selfishness where it's just like, okay, there's, there's that selfishness when it comes to drive, you know, and you're really trying to get to a certain place where you can have the most impact. Right. And, and that, and that is something that, in masonry is you're really spending time that selfish time okay to to build a temple up within yourself all right not anybody else not sitting there judging anybody else or whatever this person's doing or that person right it's building yourself up so you can do more for society you can do more for your family you can do more for for all those things and you can spread your light but what i wanted to get at was we talk about circumscribing our desires and keeping our passions within due bounds. Right. So whenever that gets out of whack, you know, because you can go from being, I want to do the best I can for my neighborhood or my society. If you don't keep that in due bounds, you could get to a narcissistic kind of point. Right. And you can right. write a type of leader and that's, that's, you got to check yourself. And that's why I really appreciate books like this, like know thyself where it kind of helps be that. It really helps be that kind of governor, right? A little bit. It really helps be that kind of check yourself, you know, so you don't get out of whack. So, yeah, that's uh, it's not off track. Definitely what we were talking about. So. Good awesome. Stuff. We yeah. have any final
1: yeah. words for our listeners?
0: Know thyself. I encourage um, Yeah. I've gotten a lot from it and I just want to take time to thank Brother Schiavello for really the work that he put into this book um, and just know that in Texas, it's really it's really moved somebody, right? And, and we hope to spread it. So thank you.
1: Yep. Great job, Brother Hudson. And thanks for sharing. I'm definitely going to pick the book up, read it and apply it because yeah. I do feel like that masonry has gotten me to where I am today. I fully believe that. And, and we'll definitely appreciate you bringing it to the table for a little shameless plug. We do have a uh, publishing website that I'd like our listeners to go check out. It's www.perfectashlerpublishing.com. Uh, you're going to see that we have on there some information about the publishing um, that we're willing to help other Masons get published, but also there are, It's going to be an opportunity to subscribe to our newsletter. I I highly recommend you do that on the homepage because I I know that you will see some big things coming from Perfect Ashler Publishing. Uh, The first book should be coming out real soon, thinking in March, uh, which will be the, actually my first book, which is on my experience in the East and leading a lodge that was in about five years, going to close down, close the stores for good. And what innovative strategies we took to reinvigorate the lodge and to light a fire under some of our members. And so definitely we'll be talking about that on a a future episode. And so I just wanted to say to our listeners is, you know, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Uh, Spread the message. Send this podcast to other brothers you know who may benefit from it, who may enjoy learning about additional Masonic topic books. And as always keep chipping away at that rough Ashler and keep forming that perfect smooth Ashler for your life. Always walk it is a just and upright messing.